When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome everyone to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca, and on today's episode, I'm going to be covering West Coast Pro. It took place last night in South San Francisco. It's available to view on IWTV. If you have a subscription to that, check it out. If you don't and you like to watch independent wrestling from all over the place, it's a pretty good streaming service to uh, to to get if you're uh, a big fan of independent wrestling they have a lot of a lot of content on there a lot of great promotions that feature a lot of really good wrestlers so i highly recommend iwtv i'm not sponsored by that show that that streaming service i'm just you know give them a free plug here and i always like to get my viewers you know hey john where where'd you catch that show at well i'm letting you know iwtv check it out and check this show out because i love to see you if you haven't seen this show yet, I'd love to see you watch it and give me your thoughts on the on those, these matches I'm going to be talking about. Before I get into that, um, I have my windows open here in my house. Here in uh, San Jose, California, we're having a, a pretty decent little heat wave. And now, granted, us Californians are big, we're big wimps, especially here in the uh, South Bay when it comes to heat. You know, we get in the high 90s and we're just dying, right? But, I, you know, I know... I have friends in Florida, Texas, you know, all over the United States where you just, you know, very humid, humid states, and they just walk out of their house and they're just drenched in sweat, right? So, but since we, you know, experience little heat waves here and there, and when we get them, it's like the end of the world for us here in the, in the, in the Bay Area. So, um, so if there's any kind of feedback from outside, I apologize. Um, I had the AC going all day. I don't want to run anymore. It's cooled down a bit at night. And like I said, I don't want to run that AC. I don't want my pg e build to just go crazy, right? It's just not a big fan of this. I like the summer, but not a big fan when it gets really hot just because that, that AC unit gets used and and uh, we're paying, paying a pretty penny for it. So 
so I got like I said, got the windows open. So over here, we we got we're you know we're in a nice neighborhood, a really quiet neighborhood. But you know, there's a, a freeway not too far from our neighborhood. Sometimes you can hear just people racing and all this stuff. I don't know if it's gonna come across on the mic, but if it does, I apologize. Now, want to give a quick plug to our Fight Game Media Patreon. Check it out, five dollars a month. We have some a lot of great shows on there. We have the Breaks for Impact podcast. We have a show on Joshi Wrestling for all you fans of Joshi Wrestling. Gary Gonzalez and I do a show called Raw Review. We're covering 1998 Monday Night Raw. Raw's War at this point. And we're heading into the King of the Ring tournament soon. Uh, so 98's been a wild, wild year, of course, in the WWF. So it's been a lot of fun to look back and cover that. Again, $5 a month. For our Patreon, there's various other shows, UFC, unboxing, a lot of great content, a lot of great content creators on there. Um, So check it out. And if you're already a subscriber to our Fight Game Media Patreon, we definitely appreciate your support. Uh, And, you know, like I said, if you're not having subscribed yet, give it a shot. Five bucks, quick. And I know things are tough these days. Gas is damn near $7 here in San Jose, California. But if it got, you know, Maybe hold off on that Starbucks coffee and just give the Fight Game Media Plus a shot for just one month for five bucks. I think you're really going to enjoy it and I think you're going to stick around. Now, let's get into the show West Coast Pro. I covered West Coast a few, a month ago, month or, maybe a month or two ago. Um, and, you know, this week I was trying to figure out what I was going to cover for the Take It Home podcast. You know, honestly, I've been kind of down on wrestling um it kind of always start, kind of started with me when i went to the uh, my first live show since the pandemic and i went to a show in gilroy california it's a promotion called ugwa now this promotion is like a parody of pro wrestling they do have a a, a few professional matches on there but a lot of it's a lot of backyard guys and i, I only went because my friend uh you know Kay Juttler, who wrestled as something Windsor, I think. I don't know. I you know, uh, was on the car. He's from the UK. He came out here with his fiance on a vacation, and you know, took a booking here and there. And so, I mean, I haven't seen him in like seven years, so I had to go out and see him. And then I haven't seen my buddy Dave Dutra in a long time, and I wanted to go see him. And and there's a couple people I wanted to run into, but like, it was just, you know, I should not be too angry about it. Because a lot of the content, just people just assing off, and that's the promotion. It's just, it's just a promotion to ass off. It's not really a, a promotion you take seriously. But I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, man, it's just an insult to me, like a lot of stuff. Especially the untrained guys just just doing shit, dropping each other on their heads, and just just one guy took a German suplex on the floor by the bar. I'm just like, why, dude? Like, why? Why would you do that? I don't understand. It's just, it's just insanity. But, but again, it's a promotion that's not like a about you know high quality wrestling matches. Like I said, they have they have they have like ta- trained wrestlers on the card, you know, to do the serious matches or whatever, to do the more do the professional matches. But then they also have the you know the backyarders, you know, to do the the the, the hardcore garbage wrestling stuff and. It's not a promotion to take seriously, and I shouldn't get too worked up about it. But I mean, there was like you know, fam, some families there. There's a, I mean, right where I sat, there was like a, a, 
God, like look like ten people in this family and a couple younger kids, and I'm just like this. But this, they're gonna and they look they look young. And they're probably gonna grow up and be like, yeah, you know, wrestling was you know it's kind of goofy. You know, I mean, there's goofiness in wrestling. I'm not saying like everything's perfect and serious, but it's it's just I don't know. I don't I I just not, it wasn't a show that's gonna keep a fan for a long time, in my opinion. So um, you kind of just laugh at it. You laugh at the performers. You laugh at what they do, and and you know I don't think you really just come out with the respect for the for the business. And it's just to I me, mean, I don't know. I Man, I'm just taking it too serious. I you know I, I take things probably way too serious. You know now now no one gives. It seems like no one cares anymore. Everyone wants to. Then I watch. Okay, then I watch another show, um, wrestling open out of uh, 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 Massachusetts, and on that show, like I swear, I felt like almost everyone came out had a gimmick. Like like a like a like a, uh, there's just a just a comedy gimmick, playing up for laughs, and through the match itself, they would play it up for laughs. Like it was almost like they were going for a punchline every every, you know. It was just it was all like everyone's all shtick. I'm like, where are the wrestlers at? You know, where's 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 stuff that you can actually care about? And there was a uh you know like like my friend, uh, Promise Thomas, Thomas Santel. He does the nerd gimmick, um, based off of uh, you know Back to the Future. He's a um, uh, was that McFly, you know, because he looks like him, and he comes out and it's comes out the Earth Angel, Earth Angel. It's just it's really good. He comes out like hey, shocked and like hey, wow, like you know he's he's a nerd, and he gets in the ring and he he, he trips on the second rope and everything, and and you're probably and that, you know that's one of my good friends. And you're probably like, well, he does that. Why don't you get on him? And I. I the thing, the thing that what Promise Thomas does is different is that once the bell rings, his gimmick of the nerd is like once the bell rings, something clicks and he becomes like this wrestling servant. It's like it was like it really is a better version of the Eugene gimmick. It's a, a more uh, it's a less insulting gimmick than the Eugene gimmick from the you know you know mid two thousands. Um, and so like I said, bell rings and like. He turns to a killer, serious wrestler, serious grappler. And it's almost like you're thinking, like, was he doing the nerd gimmick and acting kind of like goofy to 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 get the psychological advantage over his opponent? Like you could but like you get it. Once the bell rings, he's a nerd who can wrestle really well and he's trying to win a match. All these guys come out with their gimmick. They're trying to get a couple laughs, and they continue to try to get a couple laughs with the whole match. And that's what drives me insane. Like, I don't care if you have a gimmick. It just make me believe you want to win this match. Make me believe that this is a real match, right? Make me suspend my disbelief. That's the beauty of professional wrestling. You know, even the fans that, you know, I know a lot of fans that watch, casual fans that would watch wrestling with me, Give me shit for watching the wrestling, but when it's good, they get into it, right? So, and that's like, that's just the beauty of it. Like we know a Marvel movie isn't real, but when it's told really well, you get into it. You you get suspended to believe. You're sucked into what they're what they're giving to you. Now you're just going nuts, right? Same thing with um, same thing with professional wrestling. I mean, I just wish. More and more people are so just, you know, because of the Orange Cassie of the world and the, the you know, trying to get gifts out in the gifts and all that stuff, trying to get noticed. 
because it's a sad state of wrestling that bookers or promoters, excuse me, um, they they book people off just gifts, you know, like oh, we saw one little gifts got popular. We're gonna book this guy. It's just insanity. So there's a lot of great workers out there who should be getting booked and are not getting booked because because you rather book this guy that can only do one one trick instead of a complete worker right i don't know so it's just been frustrating for me and then i'm seeing it on all over place all over all over places and i just kind of like lately i've been just like you know what anything else but wrestling lately for me and i you know but i have this podcast i do weekly and i'm committed to it and so i was really struggling what am i gonna watch what am i gonna watch so i saw oh shoot West Coast Pros having a show. I can't watch it live. I got three little kids, right? It's hard to watch it live. And then with IWTV, unfortunately, you know, I think for from my experience, things watching IWTV, a replay doesn't go up like right away after the show ends. So it takes it takes a while. So I usually wait the next day to watch whatever you know show. So and plus yesterday Friday night, I mean, heat wave here. Like I said, high nineties. You know. Um, we went to a pool party, so being out in the sun of that, coming home, three little kids, I mean, chasing them around the pool and all that kind of stuff, I was freaking exhausted, my wife was exhausted, so no time to sit down and watch wrestling, I barely was able to watch any kind of television last night, so, so I kind of, so I apologize, this usually comes out on a Saturday, it's gonna come out on a Sunday now, and again, I apologize for coming out, um, a day late, but it's just, you know, anyone that has kids out there understands like it's, you know, especially little ones. Like I have three little ones and it's a lot of freaking work, man. Especially three. It's, it's playing that zone defense is hard. Playing that zone defense is hard, but okay. Let's, let's talk about West coast pro. Let's get into it. That's what we want to hear about. That's what we want to really talk about. And we'll, let's see how I, what I thought about the show. I, there was a really good match. There were some good matches, some good performances. Um, and there was some really head-scratching stuff here. So let's get into it. Let's talk about the opener. And the opener was... Now I was confused about this. Out comes a wrestler named D. Rogue. We've used him at APW a few times. Uh, he just comes out and he immediately grabs a mic and he starts talking trash about a wrestler named Ricky Shane Page, who I have not seen uh, before. It's a f- and so he's just, and he's, <laughs> D-Row comes out, and he's never, he's just, I, you know, it wasn't a good promo. And, like, just don't give any, I know guys need experience on the mic, but sometimes, man, the guy's not good. Just don't get, don't put him on there. And he comes out, and he says, I didn't come out to do all that talking. Okay. I ain't down with all that tube wrestling. So apparently Ricky Shane Page is a, a garbage wrestler. Ricky Shane Page, I have been looking for your ass. That's what he said. <laughs> you ain't nowhere to be found. Get your ass here because I'm going to whoop it. I mean, this is like, why would you even have him come out this promo? It wasn't good at all. It's hard to even hear. A lot of it is mumbled through. And... And so I'm like, oh, what is this? A match? Is it? Is is he gonna wrestle this Ricky Shane Page now? What's going on? Is it something later? Who's he gonna wrestle? 
but he just starts walking to the back. Now, there's a referee in the ring already, this female referee. She's sitting there. So I'm just wondering, like, okay, what's going on here? So he starts, D-Rogue leaves and starts making his way to, to the back. And then you hear a big bang. And now he's stumbling out the curtain. And here comes this guy who i never seen before, but was told by the play play This is Ricky Shane Page. And by the way, the, the on play play was uh, Jason, uh, James Kikade, excuse me, and Veda Scott. Both really good. James Kikade's really good. I really like him a lot. Um, he, you know, has a lot of experience in broadcasting, um, on the radio, you know, on, you know, here locally on the radio, KNBR and stuff, you know, fixture there for a very long time. Uh, Veda Scott, I thought she was tremendous as color, color commentary. You know, she, uh, really just really natural at it. So, I mean, I, I think I've heard her a few times on impact. I think it was, you know, she's, she's good. And so they had a they have a really good, uh, chemistry together i really like them so um so ricky shane page is here because but this match wasn't scheduled. so it's impromptu and we have a referee in the ring and we'll get that we'll get back to that later so nfl sunday ticket is now on youtube and youtube tv which means that it just got easier to be an nfl fan even if you live far away like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As I said, Ricky Champagne is beating up D-Rogue with his chair on the floor, around ringside. At one point, D-Rogue's really selling this chair, taking a long time. Ricky Champagne is sitting there waiting for him to get up because he wants to throw the chair at him. And I'm just thinking in my head, like, dude, just go get him. At this point, like, I, I you really need to throw that chair. Just, just go get him and hit him with the chair if you're going to hit him a chair again. Like, just it just looked... And he's like, he's like, come on, get up, get up, get up. It's like, dude, just this is wasting time. Just go get him. Um, match goes in the ring. Bell rings. Impromptu match. Uh, and D Rogue starts taking over. <laughs> I'm like, okay. D Rogue hits this shining wizard out of nowhere. Uh, you know, he's still selling stuff through. Uh, D Rogue starts making a comeback. Bunch of different moves. Uh, uh, including a, a German suplex. They didn't fight on the floor again. This time, RSP, Ricky Champagne, gets posted, and now he's bleeding gusher. In the first fucking match, I could not believe it. Just, what the hell is going on here? Why would you have a guy bleeding your first match? Ridiculous, right? Rogue is another flurry of offense. 
and hits a big move, but pulls up RSP. Just pulls him up. Doesn't want to go for the pin. This is a grudge, apparently. Nero wants his ass, as he said. And when he pulls him up, he should have switched the gear and started really giving him some punches in the face. Like, just show some, like, man, I'm just, I really want to just get this guy. But he picks him up to do some more moves, you know. Just, like, you got to. Get over the like. Get over the fact that you really do hate this guy. More big moves from D Rogue. Again, RSP is bleeding a gusher here, and it's the first freaking match. RSP goes for a low blow, but D Rogue D Rogue spoils it, and then D Rogue behind the referee's back hits a low blow and then pins RSP. D Rogue's facial expression pin, of pinning this guy was like he would he pinned the Undertaker. I don't know if you have that kind of facial expression by beating this guy. I don't, this guy, I mean, he didn't look like much. I never seen him before. I don't, I don't, I don't know what he does. I, I, I just the first time I even heard about this guy. I'd never seen him, but he didn't look like anything special. Like, like, he, you know. But he's like just D Rogue's just shocked. Like, oh my god, can't believe it. And then, you know, if it's supposed to be such a big moment for D Rogue, it's quickly. Quickly forgotten because RSP just attacks Dero at the math, lays him out. Now, this was booked to be an impromptu match, right? The problem is the referee was already in the ring. Now, she could have been there for the first match. Maybe the first match schedule was the next match that's going to come up between Kevin Blackwood and Leela Shapiro, right? Maybe that's why she was out there. You could tell that, you know, you could try to say that as, as a, uh, to clear up a plot hole there. Now, that was the case. She remained for the second match, which is Kevin Blackwood for the Shapiro, but she didn't. She left. A new ref came in, and that is a big a big attention to detail that that they did not get. So you need to clean up. The, you know, it's just clean up the booking. It's finer detail stuff that's, you know, that's stuff that, you know, good, good bookers would really start thinking about this stuff over and over and over what looks doesn't look right what can someone call bullshit on and that was a major one so i knew a match was going to happen just because the ref was in the ring i knew you know just just knew it just by you know my experience of of wrestling but it's just you know big time big time uh uh inexperienced booker there you know just lazy booking in my opinion so so they have to clean that. Like I said, like D. Rowe wins his win. He's supposed to be a big deal, but then he gets ass kicked afterwards. So I guess they'll have a a, a match later on. And now, now D. Rogue is a part of some uh, of a six man tag called the Conglomerate, who's going who's wrestling later in the evening against the West Coast Wrecking Crew. And what buddies he has? They didn't even come out and even save him from the attack. They never came out. I guess they're maybe still going over spots in the match in the back. They have no time to do that. But it's like, dude, come on, man. Like, if you're gonna have a guy get attacked and he has, he's part of a group with other guys that are on the card, they need to run out and run off the run off the the guys who's who's attacking, right? And run off the heel. So. Very bad booking overall. The match wasn't that good at all. It was just, you know, blood and a bunch of moves, and that was about it, really. So kind of a, kind of a, a weak way to open the show. Uh, and now I, I felt bad for the next match: Kevin Blackwood versus Levi Shapiro. Uh, you know, they had to follow chair shots and blood 
you know, there's blood all over the ring. They, the guys get in the ring and the, and the referee just starts off and then starts cleaning. Like they need to have, like, if the guys, you know, a guy's going to bleed in the opening match, which is insane, which I'd be like, no, we're going to put this somewhere else because, or, or just say fucking no, like don't bleed. You like, there's no reason to bleed in this match it really isn't. Especially in a four-minute match. Match only went four minutes and 17 seconds. Like, there's no reason to bleed. Um, so, so just don't fucking do it. And then these guys have to come out, and now they gotta now they gotta get the fans back into it, right? And they're gonna have a a cold day face match. You know, Kevin Blackwood's a guy they've been featuring in the promotion. Levi Shapiro is a uh, I think the assistant trainer there at West Coast Pro. And he's coming back from a you know an, uh, an injury, an angel injury to you know. So he's making a comeback. So this is like a, a cold day face match. That's all it is, right? Um, this match, Kevin Kevin Blackwood submitted Levi Shapiro with the Texas Clovery in 12 minutes 10 seconds. Probably a, a few minutes too long. It didn't need to go that long. Um, they looked at some communication communication issues early on. At one point, Levi wanted uh, Blackwood to feed out from the corner for a backdrop, but he just never did, so Levi went to go get him. I don't know if you hear that. It's a helicopter over right now. Of course, every time I do a podcast, when I have the windows open, of course, there has to be some kind of noise in the background. But um, Blackwood took over, working over Levi's left leg. Uh, when it comes to strikes, Levi needs a little more oomph on his strikes, a little more body language to it. I'm not saying hit harder. I'm just saying put some more like body language. Look like you're really doing some damage. Right? There is some slow transition spots like they're just it's almost like it didn't really fit levi's style right um one point i think he tried to like a wind like try to do like a a a polish hammer and miss it just looked really slow um they went for a looter drag spot out of a torture rack position but that just got all messed up so things are kind of kind of like kind of rough like i said early on levi hit a really nice urinagi claw slam and then he went for the claw, right? Like held on to the claw, right? Went for the cover. One, two. Blackwood gets his shoulder up, but then like just quickly like summers does like a somersault out of it, <laughs> and he's out of the claw. So like really didn't do nothing for Levi's claw hold there. Didn't make the make the ropes or nothing. He just you know, I'm gonna do a little little somersault and get right out of it. Uh, Blackwood did drop Levi right on his head on the death eye. Tried. I looked pretty nasty. I hope he's okay. Uh, it broke down to a hockey fight in the center of the ring, but I, I liked what they did here. Usually, I'm, I, you know, I hate the the old strong style and trading blows. Like you hit me and I'm gonna hit you, and you know, I just this was good. Like they're exchanging, but they're both selling, and it it, it looked pretty good. I like that. Um. Levi got a near fall with a torture rack turned into a face slam that looked again looked really cool. Um, Levi then went to a top rope, but Black Blackwood cut him off and hit a Spanish fly at the top rope, and that wasn't the finish. <laughs> uh, just hit the hit the hit the the Spanish fly, and that was the high point of the match. And then Blackwood they continued to wrestle a little bit more. Blackwood hit the chop block. And a double stomp off the top rope onto Levi Shapiro's bad left leg that he's been working on. And then uh, Blackwood got a Texas Cloverleaf that really didn't look that well. He almost tried to turn it into like a Texas Cloverleaf slash Lion Tamer. 
uh, submission, but it just he didn't really have it. Levi got these bigger legs, just didn't look like he had a really good grip. It just didn't look great. I, he should have just dropped it and went for the traditional lion tamer or single leg boss of crap on that left leg for the submission. Uh, it was, you know, it was an okay match. There was like some rough parts, whatnot. Next matchup, match number three, was Vinny Massaro versus Jordan Cruz. And this match went 90 minutes and 34 seconds. Uh, Jordan Cruz was a last-minute replacement. Uh, Jacob Fatu was not there. I don't know what what, what happened. Um, I'm trying to remember they even explained it on the commentary, but they switched some things around. Uh, Trey Miguel was scheduled to challenge for the West Coast Pro title, and Vinny was against Jacob Fatu, and Nick... Wayne was supposed to wrestle Vinny Massaro on this card, but what they did is they put Nick Wayne versus Trey McGill and Jordan Cruz wasn't on the card who must have traveled with someone up there, had his gear, was ready to go, and they put him in this match. So Jordan Cruz, I like Jordan Cruz. I've seen him kind of, you know, go from the football player to uh, as a young rookie. And he's still he's still green and good look to this kid, good body. And he's really making uh, 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 big-time improvements in the ring. Um, early on, Massaro out-wrestles Cruz. And Cruz out-wrestles Massaro. They have a little standoff. And then but they start trading chops. You know, like, I would love to see him more. T- t- I mean, Cruz was a heel here. But I would love to just, a lot of these guys need to lean into more being a heel. Like, it should have been, like, Massaro out-wrestles Cruz. Cruz gets frustrated. Massaro's, they, you know, Go again, out-wrestles Cruz again. Now, Cruz is really just getting upset. Vinny and them, they lock up again. But this time, this is, ah, this is a, here comes a kick to the gut, you know, by Cruz. Now he's takes punches, Vinny. Now he's raking an eye. Now he's taking, a, now he's being a heel here. Now he's, he's like, screw this. I can't wrestle this guy, so I'm going to get rough with him, right? And then Vinny can start firing back with his, his offense. Um, Vinny Massaro started working on, uh, Cruz's left arm. Uh, Vizarro did a cool reverse hammerlock Russian leg sweep combo. Really like that. Uh, this match was really just a exchange of moves. Um, like I said, I really wish they would have you know played more into the took advantage of the heel babyface dynamic that they had here, but they but they didn't. Anyway, it was it was just it was a, you know an okay match as well. And Vinny Massaro won. Vinny Massaro here is the babyface. Um, he's the head trainer, so the fans know that. So. Uh, and he and Vinny does a good job as being the, the local the local promotion bay face here. Match number four was the West Coast wrecking crew of Royce Isaac and Jarrell Nelson. They defeated the conglomerate Alpha Zoe and Midas Creed in 12 minutes and 8 seconds. Uh, this was a, a a decent tag team match, but it started going way too long. Uh, at one point, all four at one point, all four men in they had a really ugly exchange. <laughs> ring it just it was like almost like no one had a clue here it was just seemed like or no one knew where to be or it was, it was really awkward i really like midas creed he is the star of this team he is a, a smaller wiry baby face a lot of potential a lot of potential this is one of the kids that they really need to get behind um i would take him away from this conglomerate conglomerate group he's uh definitely has something alpha zone d rogue or just kind of there but Magic creek is a guy you can really build on i mean starboard charlie is one of their top baby faces and another guy that they're 
building around and you could have some Midas Creed starboard Charlie matches that can kind of like build like they have they have, they have a series of matches not you know not three matches three matches and three shows like you know over time they kind of always like they're they're rivals right they're 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 uh, coming up together and you know almost like a young like think young dynamite tiger mask stuff right they're always connected somehow some way and they can form a hell of a tag team they can be you know competing for the championships against each other it'd be a nice for the fans of west coast pro to see these two guys grow grow together and also grow together inside the ring so um Royce Isaac and Jerrell Nelson are a, a, a pretty solid tag team uh, from the Team Filthy group in New Japan Strong. I really like their work. I really like Jordan Nelson. He's a smooth worker, uh, trained by Buddy Wayne. Just, just really good. Um, the finish wasn't a fan of finish. Uh, you know, a bunch of spots, of course. Dive outs, of course. But the finish was Isaac was standing on the, the second rope with Midas Creed, and he turns it into a power slam. It looked awesome. Trell Nelson came on top rope soon after that. Big flying elbow. Boom. Right? Awesome. Doesn't go for the cutter. They start, you know, hamming up to the fans. And then uh, Royce Isaac picks him up for the text, uh, uh, excuse me, a Fishman Buster. And then Trell Nelson comes off the ropes, hits a boot to the back of Midas Creek's head who's in this uh fisherman buster and and then Isaac hits the finisher buster one two three like the power slam off the second rope and the flying elbow is a hotter finish than what you finished with and then they also Jarrell Jarrell Nelson and Royce Isaac they both double pinned uh poor Midas Creed and <laughs> and that's a legal pin right so there was that so, decent tag match. I was a little disappointed overall in it because Miss. I don't know. If, I can't tell if Wrecking Crew is supposed to be a heels or Bay faces. A lot of these matches, you just don't know who the heel of Bay face is. Um, if the Wrecking Crew was supposed to be heels, they do, a lot of their spots are designed to get reactions, like 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 Bay face reaction fans, like the double uh, a stalling suplex spot, like. That's great if you're baby faces, but as heels, like fans are just gonna cheer him. Like, oh, that was impressive, <laughs> right? Like, um, the heat could have been better as well. Like I said, it was decent. Um, like I said, I really like especially Terrell Nelson a lot and and Myers Creed a lot. Those those guys. I love seeing those those two just have a singles match. I think that would be uh, really good. And 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 a, a guy, a good guy for uh Midas Creed to work with Jarrell Nelson to kind of learn from and keep building him up. So, let's see that in the future. Not in this promotion or another promotion coming coming up. Now, next match, match number five. Titus Alexander pinned Brian Keith in 12 minutes and 55 seconds. Um, this was this was a good match. I like this match. This match was the first time seeing Brian Keith. Um, he stand out from the Texas independent scene. He had a great looking face. He came out with a the the sombrero and the and the um the poncho and the sombrero had like a nasty look he's a bounty because his name's a bounty hunter um which so he came out kind of more of a heel demeanor 
But Tyson Alexander, I know, is their top heel in this promotion. So, interesting. But Brian Keith ended up working babyface in this match. Um, Tyson Alexander, you know, he, like I said, he's their top heel. Uh, he's still very young, but this kid's a prodigy. And he's going to be, you know, barring any serious injury, he's going to be, should be a big star. Um, I haven't really seen him cut a promo yet, so I don't know how he is on the mic. But, um, you know, good athlete, like good-looking kid. Uh, but he really needs to work on being a heel. Like, him being a heel is putting on a mean face and telling the crowd to fuck off. Like, and that's what we see everywhere. That's not being a heel. A heel is about, being, is about pace, timing, and presence. And just being lazy and just like, think, oh, I just need to put a main face, tell fans to fuck off. Eh, that's not heat. You're not going to get heat on that, right? During the during the heat, it's he's not getting heat. He's just he's, he's executing moves and, you know, not cheating, not being nasty, not raking an eye here. They're not pulling on, a, pulling on a nose. Like just, you know, not holding on a choke in the corner and the ref gives you a five count and you break right at four. Just little stuff stuff right as the face has you in a headlock you're reaching up for a for a hair and the referee catches you right and you do it again the referee catches you again and you do something else and then you pull on the hair when the referee's not looking and ah, you can tell them the fans like oh shit the guy you know finally got one on us right he finally got his damn hair pulled in the asshole right just just you know this is a match of exchanging moves changing you know changing moves and 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 at the end of the day, it's it was, it's it was an impressive exchange of offensive move by both men, and fans went crazy for the finish, and they're standing up and they're popping, and again, this is their top heel. Do you want that reaction? Do you want heat on this guy? I'm not. I'm not uh, I believe heel should beat. Be we get some clean wins from time to time, but Brian Keith, you know, seems like a guy that. Deserve to be cheated on to lose, you know. Just that's why. That's why I just thought, you know, you need that can out, you know, because Brian Keith, I, I think he's a guy you can bring back. I think they brought him in before. I, I didn't watch that show, but I don't know. It was a, it was a decent match. The next match was the match of the night. Match that people are talking about a little bit online here. I saw Kanosuke Takeshka from DT and also now in AEW is on a one-year excursion in AEW and also taking some bookings outside of AEW. Pin Mike, speedball Mike Bailey in 17 minutes and 50 seconds. Again, this is easily the match of the night. Both men have teamed together and worked against each other in DET promotion Japan. And the more and more I watch speedball Mike Bailey, I'm starting to more and more I like him. Um, he has unique charisma and is an exciting wrestler. Uh, Takesh, like I said, Takeshka is a big top star in the DT promotion in Japan. Like I said, he's he's currently on excursion with with in the United States and with AEW. This is a lot of great action. It went a bit too long. Started getting a little bit like, okay, guys, you know how many big moves we're going to be kicking out of, and then they then they reset with the old, like I said, strong style. Start punching each other, exchanging, sitting there in the middle of the ring, exchanging punches to each other or strikes to each other. Then they start getting going again, a bunch of near falls, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I knew Takeshka was going over in this match because, you know, he is the DT top star or one of the top stars. And 
And it's okay for him to lose to the AW champion as he did to Adam Page when Adam Page on tab on national TV. But loser to losing to a lower level guy. And I'm not saying Mike Bailey is a lower low low level guy in DT. He's just a, a step below Takeshka. So and Mike Bailey's never beaten Takeshka in DT or ever since they or you know I think he's beat him in tag matches. I don't know if he's won the fall in those matches, but he never beat him in a singles match. So they're, you know, they're continuing that here. So, I mean, it's people in my play they've been bringing in so far last few times, and he's been getting over. And, you know, but again, this was a really good match. And at the end of the day, you know, both men got over. So, you know, I'm not going to harp on that too much. But um, this was on interesting match number six of a nine-match card. I felt bad for the next match. I had to follow it. Uh, Veda Scott was on commentary, color commentary with James Kincaid. And after this match, she was gone. So I don't know if they had to leave early. Uh, Veda Scott is Mike Bailey's wife. So I don't know. They had to get an early flight out. That's why this match had to go on early, which, which is a rough, is a rough go for everyone else following it. Cause this match was really exciting. I mean, they pulled out all the stops in this match. A lot of big moves, a lot of exciting moves. Mike Bailey did that uh, with a guy comes, he's on the apron. The guy tries to slide drop kick him, but Mike Bailey and just jumps to the second rope, does the Asai moonsault. And as the guy hits the, you know, who did the slide drop kick, hits the floor, turns around. As he's turning around, he's catching that moonsault uh, from Bailey. It's just a really awesome move. I love seeing it. I love when Volador would do it. And I, I got to see him do it live and, um, and uh, a New Japan show, which was. Freaking awesome. So love seeing that that spot. Always always gets a pop out of me. Just really exciting. Uh but yeah, both men, I you know, he Takeshka's here for a year. So if I'm West Coast Pro, I'm bringing this guy back. ASAP and and finding out where he could do a job for you. So you kind of put someone over on the way out before he goes back to Japan. So kind of figure out if that could be worked out and if that's the case you know i would definitely bring it back till you can get a get him to put someone over at the end next match match number seven was filthy tom lawler choking out aj gray in 12 minutes 20 seconds i feel like everyone got 13 minutes on this card um this match was very interesting okay aj gray i I still haven't seen what people see yet. I'm still, but I'm going to keep an open mind because what happened in this match, something happened in this match, I think, really affected the, the match. It looked like an injury in this match. So, uh, again, these guys are in a tough position coming after that match between Mike Bailey and Takeshka. And they had to follow this. So, you know, they're going to start slow. They're going to start with some wrestling. And Gray and Lawler did some grappling to begin the match, but it's pretty cool. Here, I mean, James Gay was he's doing his best to explain that uh, AJ Gray had an amateur background. He might, he might, he might, he might. But I mean, it was clear in this exchange that when AJ Gray was on top in control of these grappling exchanges, it was really just you could just clearly see just Filthy Tom just putting himself in that position. So, um, so yeah. I would kind of, I wouldn't have a really the, the grappling part for AJ Gray here. He just definitely looked outmatched here. But uh, Gray <laughs> nearly drops Lawler on his head with a flapjack, or he did drop him on the head. 
not sure if Lawler thought he was going to post, supposed to take a backdrop or he forgot to do the pancake pump and just, you know, so I tuck his head and go down. It was, it looked very scary. And, and Lawler did look a little banged up after that flatjack. Uh, referee never checked on Lawler. Just, just a, just a, might as well just be a person in the crowd, right? <laughs> you know, it's frustrating when I see a guy take a bump like that. Like, dude, check on him, check on him, give him some time. And AJ Gray was giving him some time on that bump, so that was good. Uh, Lawler ended up on the floor. AJ Gray went for a dive out. Lawler moved, and holy shit, AJ Gray just crashed the floor. I think he was trying to just. Hit the first row of chairs to break his fall, but he came up short and just hit the side of his right side of his face on the floor. Big started gushing out blood. Um, it was nasty and, and scary. He looked really banged up from that one. Um, so like I said, I'm so again, I haven't seen what's what the hype is on AJ Gray yet. And now, I mean, seeing that he got banged up in this match, I, okay, I'm going to hold out. I'm going to wait the next time I see him to give my opinion on his work and everything. Um, Gray finally got out of it. Uh, probably still loopy, but was able to continue the match. Probably, it probably should have gone for the finish right there, especially with, with uh, Tom Lawler going over anyway. I mean, might as well not risk a guy working with a concussion like that. Uh, you know, that was a serious... I mean, hitting your head on the fucking floor, dude. Scary, man. He, you know, tough guy to continue on, but also, you know, screw it. Just go for the finish. And the finish was uh, Tom Lawler went for like a spinning DT, but turns into a front guillotine choke and and chokes out uh, AJ Gray. Lawler cut a heel promo on a fat guy at ringside at first. It was pretty good. And then he called out the West Coast Pro Champion, Jacob Fatu. So, so building up to a, a title match there between Jacob Fatu and Philly Tom Lawler, which would be a, a fun match to see. Um, so as soon as they built that up, it was soon forgotten about because AJ Gray is, uh, you know, slowly getting out of the ring. He's on, he's sitting on the ring apron, groggy, calls over security guard. And security guard comes over to help him. But then AJ Gray doesn't want his help. Pushes him away. Then AJ Gray starts beating him up. He's beating the poor security guard up. And then the Jim's KK, the play-by-play, start, you know, lets us know that these are security guards are actually students of West Coast Pro. They're just students. This is uncalled for. Uh, other students try to save him. Other security guards try to save him. Excuse me. AJ Gray takes them out, knocks them down. And he pulls this security guard into the ring and gives him a, a really stiff clothesline. Alcon Vinny Massaro, the head trainer of West Coast Pro, starts talking to AJ or trying to make this look like a real shoot, a shoot deal here. Like, hey man, what'd you do that for? You know, not to make a big, big production out of it. Vinny then turns his back to AJ Gray to check on his uh, fallen student. And you know what happens here. AJ Gray attacks Vinny Massaro, lays him out with the clothesline, and and steals the thunder from your potential title match. Why they did this angle here, I don't know. Like, if you're having Filthy Tom Lawler win the match, call out the champion, you want that to be what people remember after this match. 
but what they're gonna but the closing they member is gonna be AJ Gray attacking his security guard and attacking Vimasaro. So are you building up what's more important? Is AJ Gray Vimasaro match in the middle, or is your more important match the title match for your next show? I would say the title match. So <clears throat> this is I mean, this could have been set up a, a different way. I mean it didn't Honestly, you didn't need angle for this. You just need to, you could just announce Venus Arbor versus AJ Gray next show. Again, like this is not, this is honestly bad booking because, like I said, you don't want to take away from your future title match to put more focus on a, something that's going to be in the mid card. All right. Next matchup, match number eight Nick Wayne versus Trey Miguel. Nick Wayne pinned Trey Miguel in. 14 minutes and 17 seconds. Um, this was a fun match. Uh, exciting match. Exciting junior heavyweight championship match. Trey Miguel's a really exciting wrestler. Um, he, he could be, God. A, a fans of young kids just love. Fast, quick, exciting. A little bit gets a bit choreographed. Um, but he's fun to watch. And Nick Wayne's a prodigy, young kid, you know, second generation, third generation, I believe. Second, you know, dad, the the you know, longtime Portland wrestler, Buddy Wayne, a hell of a worker. Nick Wayne's been wrestling since he was a kid, so he just does. He's so smooth in there as well. He's this kid, so he's so young. He's gonna, he's definitely gonna be some. I can't wait to see him get some size on him, and as he starts getting that, you know, that gets rid of that boyish face and starts looking, start aging up on his face it's gonna be fun to watch his career look really excited to watch his career develop and they had a really fun match and honestly i thought this sh- probably should have closed the show i understand why they put Starboy charlie at the end because he's a local favorite the fans love him um but i mean they're they're gonna have a hard time following this match as well because all the action the excitement um the precision execution on them, these these spots that are doing these really high athletic stuff, uh, and a good call putting over Nick Wayne. I know Trey Miguel was supposed to challenge for the title here, but I think he was just coming in. It was just matchmaking him being booked, challenge for the title, and so I don't know if you know if he was on the, the card before, but uh, you know nick wayne has been brought in before and used before so you know let's get him a win you're gonna bring him back <coughs> for future shows i'm not sure if you're gonna bring back trey miguel since you're promoting filthy tom lawler versus jacob fought two coming up soon like there's no need to have trey win here and and because he's not challenging the title for a very long time unless he was coming back next next month winning and then calling out the winner of filthy tom lawler and jacob Two. since that's probably not happening that's why nick wayne won and i'm fine with that and it's good to build up nick wayne build some build up some talent you've been using on a regular basis get get those fans invested in the guys you've been bringing in you know so don't just have guys your your guys your your core guys just losing to the guys you you know the special attractions you're bringing so again good match i thought it should have closed the show especially if uh, Takeshka and Speedball Mike, but he couldn't. This would have been a match to, to to close out the night. Let's get into that main event. Starboy Charlie coming back from a, a leg injury I suffered in October last year. Uh, getting this submission win over 
Adam Brooks from Australia. It's the first time I've seen Adam Brooks. Uh, Good-looking athlete. Um, this match was a, a, a good match. It could have been a lot better if Adam Brooks really would have played into being a heel here. Um, you know, the fans love Starboy Charlie. They, they In this area, they've literally seen him grow up, you know, as a young, young kid. Training at a very young age um, for Gold Rush Wrestling. I remember him coming and doing ring crew. So I would rent Sparky Bow's ring for Premier Wrestling. And he always had a great crew. And Star Wars Charlie is always there. I booked him in APW. And <laughs> I. <laughs> well, the match originally was going to be because we we're building up. Uh, uh, Brian Alvarez from Figure uh, Figure Four Wrestling Observer Wrestling Observer Live uh, was coming in because you know he did the feud with Marco Stunt Black Label. He's like this smaller, cocky heel, and now he was going to come and and we're going to build up a match between him and Jungle Boy, right? And uh, Alvarez shooting angles already on Wrestling Observer Live talking trash about Jungle Boy. He's going to come to APW wrestle Jungle Boy. He wants a match, you know. Get his hands on him. You know, he's talking shit about some guys. And the original idea was Brian Alvarez to wrestle uh, Starboard Charlie on a match. Leading up to a match between Brian Alvarez and uh, Jungle Boy. And the idea was you had this cocky heel versus rookie Starboy Charlie. People locally seen, like I said, seen him train. And it would have been a great bully over the young Bayface dynamic, right? It would have been great. And we were all set to go. And like literally the day before the show, uh, Marcus, Mac, the promoter APW, calls me up and he's just getting a little cold feet on this. On Starboy Child, the young kid wrestling, you know, he's still a very young kid at the time. Wrestling, you know, getting beat up, wrestling his heel, you know, but I'm like, dude, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be get some great heat. He's in there with the you know, Starboy Charles in there with the, with the longtime veteran and Brian Alvarez. Alvarez is not gonna do anything, you know, that's gonna hurt this kid. He's not gonna do anything, you know, he's 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 a uh, he's a professional. But Marcus was not <laughs> he was uneasy about it, and I get it. He's there, yeah, he's a promoter, he just wants something happening. Man, imagine a young kid getting hurt on your card, what that makes you know I could do for us. So I get it. So he wanted Jody Krasovsky to be in the match. Now you have Jody, who's this bigger guy, versus a smaller heel and Brian Alvarez. And they had a good match, but it could have been, it just would have been a lot better, man. It was Brian Alvarez, the star boy. And of course, me as a booker, my job of that night was to go and tell Starboy his match is off. I mean, he had people coming over to see him. I mean, when I told him the match is off, man, I felt so bad. And he was really upset. I mean, really upset. It hurt my heart because I know, like, it shouldn't have been changed. I know, but hey, it's Mark and Max promoter, and he's hiring me to book this shit, and he doesn't want it anymore. I'm gonna, I'm respect his wishes. So, and you know, me as a booker, I, I'm taking the, I, I look like the asshole. That's fine. Bookers at times have to look like an asshole. I'm okay with it. You know, I'm not there to make be friends with the guys. I'm there to try to put the best show possible, right? And it 
he probably you know, poor star boy charlie probably thinks i'm the one that just made the switch and and you know he probably always has a, a resentment towards me i don't know maybe from maybe not maybe he understands now but you know i just i just remember feeling really bad about it and i wish it could have been star boy versus brian elvis schedule but it wasn't we still incorporated star boy in the the i think there's some stuff that the security guards and as Starboy Charlie was a security guard then. He came on top rope to dive, and that was a big reaction to the show. Of course it was. You know, seeing this young kid do a, a somersault dive from the top rope to the floor onto everyone. Like, of course it's going to – he did this something later on in the show. It wasn't in this match, but – so, God, that match would have been tremendous heat. I wish we would have gone through with it. But, again, it's Marcus call, and I got to respect his wishes on that one. So, so – but Star Wars Tribe Man, love seeing his growth as a worker. Like I said, he's training at a young age. He looked really good in there. He's, he's very athletic. Um, he just needs charisma. He needs fire in there. He has the equity with the local fans because they, they know him and they see him. So, so they can get by him easily. But if you go... I know he's done something with GCW, but that's, that that promotion is just do spots and get over. The fans, they don't want to see Bayface heel. They want to see spots and a bunch of crazy shit. That's what they're there for, right? They're there for the video game shit. Uh, but he goes to a, a, a place, a town, that fans are more into the Bayface heel shit. They want, you know, they want to see a fiery Bayface. And if you don't have that, they'll appreciate your moves, but they won't really get into your match, you know? They want that connect. They want the connection. So, so Starboard Troy does a lot of good moves, executes well. No fire, no charisma. He needs to find that somehow. He needs to bring that out. You know, a little, a little wolf, like yeah, a little, little rebel yell. Just you know, yeah, it's a little one here is fine, but you know, on his strikes, a little more oomph, a little more fight to him. You know, look at the crowd during the heat. Now, then again, this match was just another match of moves. It wasn't, it was two cold baby faces wrestling each other in the main event. Um, after fans already seen blood, they've already seen every move in the book and action packed excitement from, you know, Takeshka and Bailey. Then they saw again with Nick Wayne and Miguel, a bunch of stuff. And now these guys have to come in. I felt really bad for him at the, in this spot, the main event, this spot. But this is where the Booker was like, okay, you know, this is Starboy Charlie's first match back after an injury, first singles match back, I'm guessing here. That's what they said. After his leg injury, Adam Brooks, you're, I need you to be a heel here. You need to work on that leg. You need to get some, some, some good heat on that leg. Starboy, you need to make a, Make that comeback, fight from behind, right? Make that big comeback, get the win, right? And boom. But like they just had a match of moves. And Adam Brooks showed he's, you know, exciting, you know, athletic wrestler from Australia. But we also saw a lot of guys on that on this card doing the same stuff. The same. I don't have. I don't know how many times I saw this indie horrific dropping. We saw three poison runners in this show. Speedball Mike Bailey did what, or, or to catch, uh, I think Speedball Mike Bailey did one. Yes, he did. One, one of those guys did that did a, a poison run in this match. Nick Wayne and Trey Miguel just did a, a poison run in their match, and then Starboard Charlie and Adam Brooks do the old poison run spot in their match. So, ay yeah 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 yeah, how does this happen? But 
And it was a so I thought like hey maybe their Star Wars choice at at the end because he is feuding with Titus Alexander. Maybe Titus Alexander is gonna do something at the end of the show. But no, Star Wars probably just wins and you know celebrates with the fans. And that that was it. So pretty kind of flat ending to the show. Um, I'm not saying you have to do an angle or anything, but you know I think Nick Wayne winning here over Trey Miguel would have been you know. If you can't have Takeshka and Bailey, that would be the first choice for the main event because nothing's going to follow them. But since they can't be, I'm guessing because of Trent, you know, someone had to get, Bailey had to get out of there earlier. Maybe both did. I don't know. And they had to go on early. So the best possible match to put on the end of the show would have been uh, Nick Wayne and Trey Miguel. So overall, some good stuff, you know, some bad stuff. And some really good stuff with that. Uh, I, I would highly recommend checking out uh, the Takeshka and Speedball Mike Bailey match. I thought, you know, they did a really great match. And, I, you know, definitely, you know, match that deserves some buzz for sure. For sure. Um, some stuff, you know, some of the spots, you know, like Speedball Mike Bailey, he does that crazy shooting star knee drop to the guy. The guy's like hunched over and he comes off the top rope, does this shooting star. Uh, knees it's nuts the problem is like everyone kind of just bends over and waits you know <laughs> like um they need to like sell up to it like maybe he does some kind of like pancake doesn't kind of pancake move to someone like a a gourd buster or something that puts the guy on his belly when he goes to the top rope as he's going to the top rope now the guy starts selling slowly to one knee to the next knee, maybe you know, keeps a tries to keep an eye down those. To, so Bailey going to the top, and and about when he when he sees him taking off, then he kind of gets in position. But I see a lot of them do that move, and it's exciting. But on my eyes, my focus on the guy just sitting there with his ass out waiting. You know, like just it just looks it just looks just looks fake, right? So uh, I was a little disappointed with Takeshka. I thought he would. Showed the people how to do it correctly, but he just not ah, that over and <laughs> waited. Uh, but beyond that, really good match. So, and that's that. That's West Coast Pro. Hope you like the review of the show. Uh, let me know your thoughts. You can follow me at LaRockaJL on Twitter. Love to hear your feedback on the show. And like I said, if you watch the show, what matches you like? Um, did you agree or disagree with my what I thought about the matches? Let me know. And um, if you haven't seen the show, watch the show, come back. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it as well. So, everyone, thank you. Have a great weekend and be safe out there. Take care. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.